Yes, yes, yes. You're listening to Word Spoken Podcast, the poetry podcast which brings you the best. Thank you very much for tuning in. This is episode 12 and we have got Woodsy coming onto the show. So excited for you guys to hear this one. Um, if you've been anywhere on the scene in the past few months, you've seen this guy feature. Um, he's been featuring at pretty much every night that you can think of down in London. And uh, the reason why is that he's generally next level um so yeah so excited that he's come down to word spoken very very honored that he's come down to share his work um before i tell you a little bit more about him um and the episode you're about to hear a couple of shameless self plugs so in february on the 18th um we've got uh, i'm going to be hosting a poetry night in collaboration with shadow mag um it's going to be an open mic and we've also got a couple of features and i can now confirm who those features are which is so exciting we've got jamal hassan and we've also got tasmia coming down as the two features for the night it is an lgbt themed night however anyone is welcome so please do come down for that two days later um off the chest uh, on the 20th of february uh it's going to be an open mic night again with features however what i'm also going to be recording a live episode of word spoken uh which is really exciting it's something i've never done before but i'm really really excited to get the project up and running i can't wait for you guys to hear it on the show uh if you can't uh make the night on the 20th so yeah two of those things Okay, so Woodsy's coming on to the show, and boy, oh boy, do we have an episode for you. Um, if you want to give him a follow on Instagram, which you definitely do, head to at Woodsy, W-O-O-D-Z-Y, Gram, G-R-A-M. So, um, so the three poems we get to hear from him today are Just Rhyme, Man Down, and 90s Baby. Um, you'll hear throughout all three of these pieces that um, Woodsy's talent for wordplay and lyricism um, is is just incredible. Like, it's really, really cool to witness and to listen to. So, uh, yeah, you will really enjoy these three pieces. Honestly, they are very, very good. Um, the other thing to point out is that uh, he has a EP out entitled Happy Place, uh, which is out on all digital platforms, and you definitely want to go and check it out because it's a really, really great album. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely recommend doing that. Just search for Woodsy and Happy Place. Um, so, yeah, go and check that out. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really grateful that you came down to Words Spoken. Um, as I said, you're about to essentially get a schooling in how to deliver wordplay in a way which will just blow audiences away. Whenever I've seen him perform live, it's generally a case of some of the people in the crowd just like jaws on floor. Um, which is really great so yeah so excited that he's here for this so i think without further ado we're just going to jump straight on into it um as i said the first piece we're going to hear from flow poet woodsy today is called just rhyme i commit to this earth like i'm walking with dinosaurs I write these verses and sonnets to vibe with the vibrant shores on the dark side of the moon where they have pink matter. Frankly, oceans don't f Lloyd in space. They're playing harps of harpoons, moving art like cartoons. Whatever the weather, don't let them act up and overcast you. Say it with your chest. Check your mate's last move. I'll turn this 90 degrees like it's quarter past two. Hands five minutes apart like it's quarter past you. I'll watch these two-faced time wasters. I'll reverse on them like I'm moving anti-clockwise. They're quick to judge the cover, but now when I get on stage... They're like, damn, he got rhymes. They judge the cover before they got a look in the book. And now I leave them on red unless they want to book me. See, paper comes from trees dropping bars like leaves branching out but still rooted. There's more to my name than just being woodsy. 
I'm dropping knowledge like the apples that I knew and call me Einstein. Now I'm on it, I might dabble with the limelight. You can't phone a friend or get another lifeline. You socialise by telling social lies all up on your timeline. So, shall I sell seashells on the seashore? You're like a horror film of ups and downs, but you ain't never seesaw. Say you're really on it, you don't really seem sure. Beautiful girl from Kingston had it thinking about suicide when she went to see Sean in the pool. Just give me the light. See, there's people behind bars living in a pen. People doing behind bars living in a pad. Whenever my pen and pad link up, we warm up more fire for the booth and set the roof alight. See, I'm that white boy making white noise. Don't ever disclosure. They're on a wave when they see me, they don't ever drink sober. Frauds can't afford the frauds, but I'm focused. I deserve those rewards and that bonus. People from America want to phone us. Ask if UK, we say yes like they know us. Hands so sick, they get thrown up. Don't put yourself down, you should own up. See, um, grown up but still growing. This ain't acting some, but I'm rowing. No Mr. Bean or Miss Vince Demeanor, my Insta reach, it keeps growing. Charge up my flames like I'm spiral. I had an inkling in my biroll. I know my flow's more lit than a pyro. Technic, get this freshness. Yes, my checklist reckless. I bet they said. Forget what they said. Their opinions are relevant. I'll never rest until ever rest is the measurement of my peak. Turn the first letter of that upside down. I give them the L because they're bleak. I got that. Double U for my win. I'm double you and that's grim. Add an E to that, I'll do grime. Whatever rhythm I'll rhyme. They're declining and I'm climbing. I'm redefining my mind. I'm opening doors in my brain. It ain't the same as before. It was open and closed and now it's revolving. I'll leave them dazed on this eve of evolving. I am the problem and all you can't solve it. I am the future. I am the past. I am the first and I will be the last. Two, three, five, seven, but still not in my prime. Eleven, eleven. Aligned. Alive. Stairway to heaven, writing lead on the line. See, they call me Woodsy. And I like to just rhyme. Woodsy, thank you so much for that first piece. Um, that was uh, some serious bars on words spoken. Like that was um, that was really really crazy. <laughs> like, thank you. Um, yeah. So thank you very much for doing that. That was uh, really great. And also thank you for coming down onto words spoken. Bro, thank you for having me. Like, really really honoured that you kind of came down and uh, yeah, bless, bless that blessed us even with that first piece um so i think it's safe to say that um if there's two venn diagrams of spoken mm-hmm. word and rapper you yep. sit nicely in the middle of those two would that be something that you would say is fair yeah i'd say that's that's pretty fair like it's weird i was talking to someone the other day like now when i write a piece i'll almost have two versions of it so i have like a piece that i will rap and i'll do to music but then there'll be like a spoken word version of it as well and um now when i go to write just a song Sometimes it will turn into a spoken word piece. Sometimes when I start writing a new poem, it will then turn into a song. So, um, yeah, I'd say sitting somewhere in the middle. I don't know, I'm probably 60-40 to spoken word artist with the 60% at the moment, and then rapper being the 40%. But a while ago, it would have been the other way around in the higher percentage. What would you say then, um, people that only do spoken word and people that only rap, Yep. What do you think they could learn from one another in order to improve their craft? So what could rappers learn from spoken word artists and what could spoken word artists learn from rappers? So I feel like there's only certain rappers who would really appreciate spoken word, like mainly li- lyrical rappers. Like if you get people that are, their lyrics are very simple, but they fit really nicely on a beat. Mm. Um, spoken word might not be the best thing for them, but then because they're musically 
talented if they go to a spoken word show it might just unlock something for them because for me I used to just do rap I'd never done spoken word or anything like that and I went to a spoken word show and um I saw Broken Pen performing I was the first person that ever saw doing kind of like spoken word and I was like wow like obviously I'd heard jo- uh, George the Poet and everyone like that but the first I'd ever seen it live was Broken Pen and um yeah it blew me away and it just opened up a whole new a whole new world like literally a whole new world and um it's been beautiful. Like for me, it's changed the way I write. It's introduced me to a whole new scene. Um, yeah, I think that's um, that's pretty much what I'd say on it. Yeah. What? So. So. Um, when was this? So when was the first time that you saw or so, went to a spoken word night? It's nearly two years ago. It was uh, what you saying in Croydon. Yeah. Because who me who runs what you saying used to run a youth group that I was part of. Mm. Right, and they were called Ignite, and they used to put on events in Croydon at the Croydon Clock Tower um and she obviously we obviously friends on Facebook after I left and everything like that and then she saw that I was making music and then I hadn't really put anything out for a couple years and she was like we're doing a spoken word night I'd love you to come down and I was like you know what let me just go down and see what it's like because I was like let me just do one of my raps and do it a cappella. and the funny thing is the rap that I did ended up turning into the happy place piece um, which then triggered all these other thoughts, and then that ended up becoming a whole project. Mm. So um, yeah, it was beautiful. So what what was it about that night? So um, you saw Broken Pen for the first time, yeah. And so, he 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 was the first poet you ever saw, yeah. But what what was it about that night which made you think, oh wait a minute, this is this is a bit of me? It was the whole energy there. Like every, as soon as you walked in the door, people were so friendly, and I've gone to a lot of like rap shows and a lot of music shows and there's a little bit of hostility, like a bit of competition, like I'm better than you, you're better than me, but that's what rap's about. Like a lot of what rap is, is about that. And then spoken word, it's like, it's like you're a family, you're a community. And um, yeah, it was just really nice to feel the energy and everyone was so supportive. Everyone got on the stage. Like if someone got up and it was their first ever time there, then they get like a massive round of applause. And for someone, if you've just written a poem and you've never written one before and you go to and you're like, oh, this is what I want to share. And everyone gives you like, a massive round of applause you're gonna um give into that and like become part of it and mm. yeah definitely where do you then say then that your spoken word has almost in has almost improved your rap 100 percent. as a hundred percent it has in yeah. like in like what in like what kind of way would you say so i feel like what i'd actually write about has changed okay. because what i write about now if i'm writing more of a spoken word piece um it's probably more personal and um i feel like that's probably quite a good thing to include in your music and when you're still trying to find yourself you might not always include that at the beginning but the more you find yourself and you go on that journey you're going to end up writing about stuff like that and including it Mm. and i guess yeah as you kind of mentioned there the rap scene when people are starting out in rap yeah um there's a bit of there's a bit more of a i guess maybe like a dog eat dog vibe like i'm trying to be better than you which which is something which doesn't necessarily well in fact does not exist within the spoken word scene everyone's very supportive of one another yeah. um so would, would you kind of say then for that for that reason mm. that um rap kind of misses out on a lot of really good talent that maybe don't have that mentality but have the skill i'm not sure i'm not sure if it misses out because i feel like certain people wouldn't adapt to it and then the way that they've adapted that might make them the rapper that they are. 
So um, it might push you to go in another direction. And um, it's not the wrong direction. Mm. Like for someone, it could be the right direction to just do rap. But for me personally, um, I love doing spoken word and I love doing rap. So it's, yeah, it's just a balance between the two. Yeah. Um, Awesome. So you're also part of the Flow Poet Collective. Yes. So how long have you been a part of that? Uh, Must be, must be around a year. Yeah. Yeah, it must be roughly around a year. Who asked you to join? Was it was it so Flo spoke to me and asked me to join, but the first Flow Vortex I went to, she wasn't actually there. So she was on holiday in Canada. I think she was out there performing. Um and this um goes into what I was doing with what you're saying. Because when I was there and I got talking to Penn, he was like, Oh, there's this other show next week called Mind Over Matter, you need to come. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, What's Mind Over Matter? I didn't know what that was, and now I'm here rocking the hoodie. Like <laughs> um, so march. I went to that and then that was on the Wednesday and then I met Fisky and everybody there and then Penn was like, are you coming to Flow? And I was like, what's Flow? <laughs> so I went to Flow and um, I am Shahid, who's one of the oh, most yeah. amazing, he was actually hosting that evening um, and I got up there and I performed and it was really cool and then I was speaking to Penn afterwards and he was just like, just wait till you come back and you meet Flow. He was like, because the energy is just, <laughs> just so different, right? And then the next Flow that I went to, Flow was there and I performed and um i was in the first vortex so and then i I waited and then the second vortex you had all these people before and i was like wow like who are these guys like this is so cool and then i got there early for the start of the next one and when i got there flow was just like uh we love what you're doing we're holding these like writing weekends and stuff we'd love you to come down and be part of it um so she didn't actually say do you want to be a flow poet like it was just like just come down and then just from there i became part of the family that's amazing. So, 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 what happens on these like weekends when you guys go away and write? Like, so at this point, we were going down to Hastings where Flo lived, and um, we were all just going to our house and we had like massive sleepovers and she'd have like set like writing like challenges and stuff. We'd all like sit down and write about it. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say any of this, but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we just have like loads of like writing sessions and like with the word music that we were making. So, um, what they play on the word, which Miss Yankee and Yaz run. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of word music that's ready. So I think later on this year, a lot of it will be dropping. Oh, and amazing. Bro, it's mad. Is it? <laughs> it is mad, yeah. So that is the I and I show, right? Yes. Every Thursday on yeah, yeah. Soho Radio. Soho yeah. Radio, 4 to 6 p.m. I um, tune into that and it is yeah. really good. Yeah. It's, it's really, really good, good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And the chemistry between Miss Yankee and YA is just yeah. it's beautiful, man. Yeah. Look, um, so I want to I wanna talk about your EP in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no um, But... Um, First of all, I want you to tell me a little bit about your second piece called Man Down. Yes. So um, going back to college times, I went to the Brit school and um, I became, well, at first me and this guy, we just really didn't get along, right? There was this guy called Charlie and for some reason we just clashed. Like we didn't get along at all. I don't know what it was, but for the first like year we were just like, oh, that guy's a prick. Like, I don't know what it was like, because I was studying theatre at the time. He was studying media. Um but we had like pee together or something. Um, but yeah, we just clashed. And then one day, like, I don't know, something clicked and we just got talking. And um, he ended up becoming my best friend at college. Like, and we're now like, out of all my friends, he's the one guy, if I need something to speak about, he's the guy that I'll go and talk to. But long story short, so after that, he went to university in Cardiff to study events management. And he now runs his own boxing company which is um, ultra white collar box in Cardiff. So he actually runs that whole event, puts on these massive, massive events. And um, 
the way that he got about doing that is um, he had some personal things happen to him, suffered through like a lot of mental health, um, and then came out the other side of it and then started putting on these massive events. They started selling out, like at the last one, I think there was like 3,000 people there. Like It's like crazy, crazy events. And um, he's doing really, really well. And basically, I was like, yo, like I love what you're doing. I came to watch him do a fight because he actually does some of the fighting as well. So yeah. he runs the events, but then like he'll get he'll take part in it as well. So this was during during the World Cup, because I remember we watched one of the England games when we were there. But um which was very strange watching an England game when you're in Cardiff. <laughs> it was almost like they were the away team. It was very strange. But um yeah, so um he's running those events and um I just reached out to him and I was like look you've always supported me with what I do musically. I would love to do something for you. And um, I would love to write a piece based around mental health and boxing and put the two together. And we shot a video for it. So shout out to Diamond Nine Productions. They shot the video, beautifully done. Um, That's my guy, Harry. He's really, really good at everything like that. Uh, We shot the video for it, put it on YouTube. And now they show the video on the big screens before the boxing event starts. Yeah. And the last one that they did, I actually went down and I opened up the show, performing it live, which was crazy. So I walked out of like the walk where they come down and do their Mm. big walk out to their music. I started the show by walking down there and then into the boxing room while performing Man Down. I've I've like seen the clip and you must have been so pumped. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, was, it was so cool. The you know whole what? setting, you're in your suit, you're looking Yeah, you're looking like, I tell you what, it was freezing. Because um, it's in like this like warehouse where they have it, in this massive warehouse. Yeah. But it's because it was that was in November, late November, and it was freezing. And <laughs> luckily, I was going to wear just a shirt and my blazer. Luckily, I put a turtleneck on. And I was like, mm. let me try and be a bit cool, you know, wear a turtleneck <laughs> with a suit. <laughs> For like I'm in Boys to Men or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, but luckily, yeah, because it was freezing. But um, that was such an amazing opportunity. And their next event is going to be on March the 28th. And I'm actually doing a 15-minute set. Um, so we're going to open up the show with Man Down. And then me and my friend Ileana, who's an unreal vocalist. She's on the EP Happy Place. Mm. Um, so we're going to do like a 15 minute set actually in the boxing ring as like the star entertainment kind of thing. Oh, so yeah. that should be really cool, man. Look, well, look, I'm so excited um, for our listeners to hear this piece because I've heard you do it at um, a couple of nights and it is it is a really, really great piece. Thank you. Um, and it kind of does, like, get you pumped up but also yeah. gets you kind of thinking. It's kind of really, really clever and smart in that way. So, yeah, I cannot wait for people to hear it. So this is Woodsy with Man Down. was in the corner but never in the ring but now this is my call in mental health i'm answering i'm in now you got me on the line but never had me on the ropes it's an uphill battle and i'm coping with the slopes taking more steps making progress i'm focused i'm training all the time from being so stressed emotions just playing on my mind i don't think that i'm depressed but i know that i'm not happy just because i'm smiling on the outside doesn't mean inside that i'm not angry because i am And I do feel down Sometimes I just want to scream and say it out loud But you know what it's like That's not allowed You're a man, be proud They'll be telling you man up Until they're screaming man down Saying why didn't he speak up Because you put the man down Man down, man down, man down 
Suicide is on the rise and they're surprised by the figures The numbers don't lie like the smiles in your pictures You've been soul searching till you're itching all the blisters Put a filter on your feelings, see them leaving in the distance Man down, man down, man down Have you ever been down in the depths of a dark place? Where the silence is so loud you can hear your heart race It's like you're in a car chase but the lights are on red You partake in heartache, text sent left on red Gone from missed out, to missed calls, to missing, to I missed them You can't put a filter on your feelings, hear them screaming in the distance Man down, man down, man down Now I'm trying, I'm training, I'm taking my time Testing my brain and my body I'm aiming for heights from the lows And I'm focused on goals and my growth So let's go and we'll grow and we'll learn Turn it around, hear the sound of a smile in my voice When I'm speaking for a while I was down and never out and now I'm proud of how I'm feeling And now I'm breathing This is more than boxing This is more than sport This is the fight against our mental health And this is fighting talk It's not always about the KO, it's about being okay. Sometimes you have to say no, we know it's gonna be okay. Speak to your friends, trust me it helps. It's not a bad thing to talk about how you felt. Fighting mental health, let's take our first steps. It's not about how many times you knock a man down, but all the times he gets up and prepares for what's next. Wow, that was Woodsy with Man Down. Um, and yeah, I hope you will understand how much like power your words have there. And I genuinely believe that at those events, wherever you've performed that, that really has an impact on people's uh, mental state. So yeah, thank you for that. That is really cool. No, man, it's such an important message. And the thing about that piece is I'm so thankful after I've performed it, when, I've, when I have people come up to me and they're just like, thank you for talking about that and the fact that I can connect with somebody over something that I've written and it resonates with them like that yeah. it's such a beautiful thing and if just that can help one person then that's everything like that's literally everything yeah no and, and I, I think that's the kind of uh, the whole the whole point of this art 100%, form right? yeah. and also what makes it stand out from other art forms is yes. you can kind of really get the message clear you can get Definitely. it poignant and it can have an impact when people hear and it, it. It can be like therapy. So shout yeah. out to Fisky. It can be like <laughs> therapy. Yeah, no, of course. Um, so I want to ask you, so were you, you as you kind of said at, at the start, you were kind of a rapper before you got into yeah. spoken word. So when did you start, at like what age did you start writing raps? Can you think back to when you really started it? I was in year 11, so 15, mm. something like that. And it just started from being on the playground and people like writing raps and yeah. And it, what's actually mad is we had like a rap battle, year 11s versus year 10s. I didn't get involved at this point, but one of the year 10s was Loyal Kana. What? Yeah. I'm a, I fucking love you. Yeah. I, so, I love him. Um, so, so, yeah, I know, well, I know him as Ben, innit? And um, yeah. it was just like my, whenever someone talks about Loyal Kana, my memory is him having this rap battle against this kid called Pascal. Right. And he says, something, something but one day I'll be as big as Pascal's lips. like, <laughs> <laughs> And it was one of those moments when then, because there was a massive circle of everyone because it was like the thing to do at like lunchtime. Yeah. And everyone's just like, oh! <laughs> was he good then? 
I mean, that was when he was in year 10. And that, like, I mean, that was the only thing I'd heard of him until yeah. I heard he was Loyal Karna, which was like four years later. That's mental. So, yeah. But shout out <laughs> to him, man, because he's doing massive things yeah, now. He's, yeah, he's madness. So, okay. So, you um, so you basically been doing this from a really young age. So, that's um, yeah. really awesome, man. So, so, your most recent project is called Happy Place. Yes. An EP which is out on all platforms. So, guys, make sure that you tune into it. So, um, tell us a little bit about what led you to making that piece. So it started off as just the poem that I spoke about earlier. Yeah. So I had this rap and it was like the last 16 bars of it always seemed to resonate with people, like just the last part of it. And then um, I opened up a show in Thamesmead, some youth show in Thamesmead. And I was like, you know what? Let me just, I, want it. I was like, let me try and do some spoken word or something to open up a show that I've never done before. So I started writing more to it. And at the time I was working this job that I hated. I was working this job where we'd go in the morning to this yard and collect these barrels to take to pubs. And I was like a lorry driver's assistant. And we'd go to these pubs and do that. So I was getting up early and um, I just hated it. And then um, I was working like every day. And then one night, like I just started writing it and I wrote the rest of it. And it turned into this piece called Happy Place. And then um, I started going to a couple of more shows and performing this Happy Place piece. And then after becoming a flow poet and meeting the others, like I was still making music as well. But, and I had like, I had like five songs and I was like, but I don't know what to do with them. Like, I don't know if it's going to be just an EP that I can put out. And then I started writing a couple more songs and I was like, but this, it's a body of work, but it needs something. And then, um, I got talking to Valor, who's one of the other flow poets. Mm. She's an incredible poet, man. She's one of my favorite poets. And, um, I was just like, you know what? Like I would love to do an intro and have some of my favorite poets from the scene on it. Just talk about their happy place. So we had this mad day actually in Tootin um, at a studio mm. and um, I had like 12 poets come down and perform. But on the day, right, this is the maddest story, because on the day, like they were all like, they all told me they're on their way and I was like, oh, it's actually going to work. But we had Flow Vortex in the evenings. So they were all going to come there and then we were going to all go from there to Flow. Mm. So and the studio engineer was like, he had to go to, he was going to some premiere, some film. Um, so we all had to be out by seven o'clock and it's now four o'clock. Only two people have recorded their pieces and I'm like, where is everyone? And then suddenly my phone starts going mad and they're like, the Northern line stopped working. <sighs> right. And that's like the only way you can get to two in. Right. Yeah. So a bunch of people went to like Kennington or YA went and picked like three of them up. I went and picked some people up. And it was like mission impossible and like the clock was counting down and we had two people left and we had like five minutes to go and everyone went in and recorded their piece just one time, recorded their piece and we got it done. Like, Shit. and then I had, and one of the most beautiful things to do was then I had all these pieces and I was like, you know what? This, um, cause I worked with a guy called Gary. So he's the guy who produced everything on my album. Yeah. So all the guitar, the instrumentals, the keys, and he wrote some of the choruses with me as well. And, um, we had this evening where I was like, you know what, let's just piece all these together. And we just wrote like a little piano thing, just put it underneath, had some birds chirping in it and stuff. And then we just put them in order of what we thought would work. And that's the order that it actually is. Like we didn't have mm. to change anything. It just fitted perfectly. And then I was like, you know what, that's the intro of my project. It's going to be called Happy Place. And every time I listen to it, I'm in my happy place. So yeah. And it, what's beautiful as well is all the 12 poets on the intro all wrote about their happy place and it's all different. All their happy places is different, but 
it all fits in the same bubble and it all makes sense. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's perfect. Like that intro, I, I probably listened to it over a hundred times. Like, <laughs> and because I've only got like six lines in it or something, but it has all my favorite poets on it. And I'm just like, oh, I love this. That is mad. So do you, so do you, do you, do you write the music as well? Um, so me and Gary work on all the music oh, together right, so yeah. it's like I'll have the idea I, I'm useless at playing instruments like I yeah. wish I wish I could play an instrument like yeah. if I could play an instrument or if I could sing it would be game over like I'm telling you it would be game over but <laughs> I can't so um, I work with Gary and he's the coolest guy like he's a little bit older so he's kind of like the big brother that I never had as well Yeah. so he used to live local to me he used to live in Sutton which is only like 20 minutes from where I live and um He's getting married now because he's a bit older as well. He's like in his mid thirties. Um, so we moved to Dorset, right, which is a little way. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like three hour, three hour drive. So now if I want to do a writing session, I have to book like a whole weekend off, and then I'll drive down there on like the Friday. But then we'll spend like the whole weekend like just writing, which is really cool. And then we get all the demos done because we do it at his house, and we send it up to the studio that I go to in Tooting, mm. and um, then properly record it there. But it's a really cool process of doing it because you're like in the countryside away from stuff. So I already have stuff written. But then when I'm there, I'll even change it and write a whole bunch of new stuff. And yeah. it's just a really cool process. And then, so to launch the EP, you hosted a night, right? I did, yeah. So tell us how that how that kind of went. So that was really, really cool. That actually was in Merton at the Colour House Theatre. So mm-hmm. um, it's not a massive capacity, but um, I'd performed at some uh, cabaret show, I think it was, but they wanted a poet. And I was mm. like, you know what, I'll go down and do it. And then I got talking to the guy who runs the venue and I was like, look, I'm looking to do this. And he gave me the venue really nice and cheap and everything like that. So we got a live band together and it was so cool doing the rehearsals with the band because obviously I performed with a band once or twice before, but it's so much better than doing it with a backing track. Yeah. Because like the thing with spoken word, um, you get, you've got so much freeness, like you don't have to be on beat like you do with rap, right? But then with, when you've got a band it's the same because the band work with you. So even if you do something different or you want to keep something going, you have that freeness. So mm. it's so beautiful. And then um, a couple of the spoken word pieces that I've got as well, they actually just jams to in the background. And yeah, like oh, performing with a band for me is the top tier. It's like the Champions League. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> bro, yeah it's cool. I mean, the, 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 the whole I'm... I like couldn't come. I think I was like away for the weekend or whatever. But the whole the whole event looked amazing. It was man. so cool. It looked really um, good. So like I, the stage set up and everything. It just looked. It just looked. Yeah. Yeah. Really and cool. I had um, had MEP come and open. She's one of my favorite poets. She is incredible. Like, mm. have you heard of MEP? No, 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 no. Bro, you need to check Emmy out. She's yeah. unreal. She's on my project as well. She's yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. So she opened for me. Broken Pen opened for me. And then Ileana, who's on a couple of the tracks, and she was also on the voice. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Because I saw you and her perform um, at Mind at Mind of Matter. Matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's so, lovely. She's she, yeah, she's, she's really, really cool, sweet. man. She's really, really cool. Um, and I've known her since we were both like fifteen. Ah, so, have you? Yeah. So we met at an open mic night in Croydon when I was just doing music stuff at, mm. um, at Scream Lounge, um, and then we just like got talking, and then this was when I used to go back to Gary's house in Sutton in the studio, and she came. We did like a writing session. And we've just kind of grown up and to, to see the growth, what she's gone through as well. It's so cool. And we're both now at a place where we're really pushing in our certain like areas. It's, it's yeah, it's really cool, man. Her, um, her voice on your tracks is amazing. Her, her so voice good. is just, yeah. <laughs> like when we were in rehearsals, I just looked at her and I was like, stop. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, 
Yeah, she's cool, man. She has a lot of talent. Yeah, you, like she's just yeah. next level. Um, so one of the other things I wanted to ask you about. So in your work, um, you're obviously like very, very good at wordplay. So where do you think that talent came from? Is it potentially like music that you listen to? Maybe certain rappers that have that kind of style? Definitely. Where does that come from? Okay, so, so I, I remember, um, it's a while ago, but I remember Crepton Conan released a cover of Otis mm. and they their video went, went mad. This was when videos hardly got to a million views in the UK and their one got to like a million views in like three days or something. Um, and they had all these like double meanings and all this wordplay and I was like, wow like I, I i was one of those kids who just watched it over and over again and then um they also had like um an sbtv session and a behind bars session but all their like wordplay and everything is just i like even if i listen to it now i'm just like how like how have you even thought of that it's so clever and um for me yeah when i listen to someone that has good wordplay i'm just like I could listen to it all day. Yeah. Like, it just makes me smile. I'm just like, that's so clever. How did you think of that? And why didn't I think of it? No, like, but, but you're literally one of those people, right? You're one of those people that people think, how did you think of it? So, so that, that is kind of what I want to ask when you're, when you're writing a piece, mm. let's say maybe like your first one, like yeah. just rhyme, right? There's so many different elements to it. And each line has so many different meanings and links and so many different clever ways. Yeah. So does an idea just pop to your head? Yeah, and it's like... As you're writing it. It's, it's weird how it happens because it's like one idea will come in and then I'm like, rah. So like in the um, Just Rhyme piece, I say, I have to go through the first four bars, but it's I commit to self like I'm walking with dinosaurs. Write these verses and sonnets divide by the vibrant shores on the dark, on the dark side of the moon where they have pink matter. Frankly, oceans don't F with Lloyd in space, right? So, <laughs> so in, much going in on that, there. you've got like dark side of the moon, pink Floyd, Lloyd in space, mm. um, Frank, uh, pink matter, Frank Ocean. Yeah. Like, and I don't even know how that happened. It was like there was like a million tabs in my brain that were open. I was just like taking apart from each one. Um, but also I have another piece. I'm not performing it today, but I've got a piece called Date Night, right? Okay. And the way that I wrote this piece is um, one of the jobs that I do, I work part-time in a restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. And it's at a service station. And there's a board outside and it has all the names of all these restaurants that are there, right? And I was just looking at it one day when the, it was quiet and it said Pizza Express. And I was like, can I pick that word apart? And I was like, Pizza Express, a piece of her ex presses my buttons, Right. And I ended up turning it into a whole piece called Date Night. And I mentioned all these like food places and then movie places and just relate it into that. What the fuck? How do you do that? And I don't even know. That's like, mad. I was just looking at it and I was like, piece, pizza express, a piece of her express. I was like, yeah, this could work. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I just started writing on my phone. I got so much trouble at work. But really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no. So does when, when an idea comes to your head like that, do you have to kind of get it down? I have right to write it then? down. And yeah. the worst thing is it always happens when I'm about to go to sleep. <laughs> It'll be like, but it won't. Ha- so if I've got nothing to do the next day, if I've got, if I can have a lion, it won't happen. If I've got to be up at 6am, it'll get to like 1am. I'm trying to fall asleep and my brain be like, ah, this idea, like this bar. And I'm just like, I have to write it down because once I did it and I was like, you know what, let me just do it in the morning. I woke up and I was like, what the hell was that bar? I don't remember it. So now, yeah, I just always write it and it leads to like not much sleep, but it's worth it. Mm. 100%. (laughs) So that kind of leads us on nicely to your third piece because in your third piece, you've also got a lot of wordplay and and references and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, So I just have one more question about your writing stuff. So when it comes to references, Mm. right, are you like, are you kind of doing some like 
research to like get all of these links or you do just remember okay everything? so the 90s baby one that i'm gonna do yeah i wrote it in one evening and i had just like a couple of ideas about it and i was like you know what let me just think of everything i wrote a list on my phone of stuff that i wanted to mention yeah so i wrote like beyblades pokemon like everything from my childhood everything that i could remember <laughs> and i only got so much down and then as i was writing it more stuff would come into my head. Right. Like I have this line about stars on the ceiling and I was like, I haven't even remembered that for like 10 years. How's that just come into my head? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. And then with the food place one, that I didn't have to write anything down. Like, I guess I just know too many food places. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm writing a new one at the moment as well that I've had to do some research for because um, I'm writing one about being in a boy band. Okay. So um, it's going to mention like all these like different boy bands, but like I'm going to wordplay it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so there's this one line. Wait, what's the one line? Um, this ain't this ain't a boy zone. Let me tell you how men think. If you won't be my girlfriend, then it's bye bye bye. I can never let that end sink. <laughs> <laughs> that is. That is so good, man. And, and, I, and I can see that, like, you know, I've, I've just seen you live a few times and those kind of lines, right, where the word plays mm. that level, the crowd just go nuts. Yeah. Like, they really, like, resonate with it. Um, that's why I love performing at Flow because the yeah. audience just get it. Like, yeah. And um, there's also another show that I performed that called um, The Poetry Jam, which is run oh. by um, Terrell. So that is an incredible show. Like, honestly, when I performed 90s Baby the best response I've ever got was when I performed at this show. Really? Like, the audience yeah. was so onto it. Like, there's, like, 300 people. They packed out the room. He says it sells out every single time. And they're just there to have a good time. Yeah. Like, they're just... And they just enjoy it. And it's such a cool night. So, um, they're going to start running that from February. I think they're going to have one, like, every month. Nice. Every last Sunday of the month, I think that's going to be. But oh, that's... Awesome. So, make sure you check that out as well. That's going to be a mad show. <laughs> Well, look, Wicked, I can't wait for, uh, for people to hear this final piece that you're going to do called 90s Baby. And I think you're right. Um, one, one of the things that really gets the crowd going when people hear this piece is uh, it's kind of things which are in the back of everyone's mind that are kind of our kind of age. And you didn't yeah. really necessarily remember it, right? If, if everyone yeah, else yeah, was yeah. going to list everything from their childhood. But when you hear it, you're like, yeah, I, I, remember, I remember that. that. So that stars in the ceiling was a and you know what? example. And one of the best things is when I've performed it, I love it when I can see an audience when I perform. Yeah. I hate when I've got lights in my face, right? Because there's sometimes when I've performed it, like I performed it at the Saatchi um, Art Gallery. I performed it last year. Wow, nice. Yeah, I performed it at some special event there. And I was doing it and there were these two girls like just to the side. And as I was doing it, she was like, oh my God, I remember that. <laughs> oh my God. Like, and it was just so cool to see it. And it was just like, because I love nostalgia. Like I'll still play Pokemon happily now. Yeah. Like, I still have my Game Boy. I still, yeah. yeah. I still play it. Love, I love all those games. Like I bought the Spyro Reignited trilogy. Like I had to. Um, and just the fact that I enjoy nostalgia so much and then I see someone and I'm like, I've made you think of that. It's so cool. <laughs> like, I love it. Cool. Okay, Wicked. Well, look, this final piece we're going to hear from Woodsy is called 90s Baby. I was born in 1994. But if I shaved off my beard, you probably think I was born in the 2000s or maybe just before. See, back in the 90s, for me, everything was easy. From reading Biff and Chip at school to going home and watching Recess on my TV. I was so into Pokemon, I literally thought that I was Ash. In my head, I looked like a mixture of him and TJ Detweiler when I turned my hat to the back. I remember playing Spyro and Crash before my PlayStation crashed. You remember that moment when the symbol came up, it hadn't actually frozen when your hardest decision is which start of Pokemon you should have chosen? 
I always went with a fire type, whether it was Charmander or Cyndaquil, whatever ones came after. But after the first couple of generations, I kind of lost the hype. Until they brought out Pokemon Go, where in the first month that came out, I used up more data than words I have spoken at spoken word shows. I remember watching Hey Arnold and Art Attack. Most of these things you probably find in a 90s baby starter pack like Beyblades and Crazy Bones. Wanting to own your own treehouse or having walkie-talkie radios like going out for bike rides and having jumpers as goalposts, old shoes with the wheels and the heels. Heelys, I never had them. I wish that I owned those. Where the hell is Wally? I haven't seen him since going food shopping with my parents and sneaking turkey twizzlers in the trolley. No, but fuck Jamie Oliver. Where the hell is Wally? I haven't seen him since going food shopping with my parents and sneaking Sunny Delight inside the trolley from playing Wembley doubles to headers and volleys. If I was to put on a blue hat right now, I'd literally look like the real life version of Noddy. But honestly, Scooby-Doo was onto some relevant shit because it was always the human beings dressed up as the monsters doing all of the terrible things. If they were to make a new episode today, I can almost definitely say jinkies because under the mask you find Donald Trump saying I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for that dumb dog and those meddling kids. Bro? I ain't telling no fibs. That's so Raven and Izzy Maguire was really my shit. But more so I felt for Gordo because that guy was in the friend zone before we even knew what that is. Sorry, knew what that was. Now because I'm doing poetry, I gotta try and be a bit more grammatically correct, unlike them when I say stuff like BRB or Soz I, G2G, Cos I got to go and update my top friends on Bebo. There is no point in me playing GTA anymore as I've just lost all of the cheat codes. See. No one really uses MSN anymore, but this girl just told me I'm a hotmail. And now because I got a different outlook on life, if she wants to come and stay, we don't have to top tail. Take me back to when I could still pay 10p for a Freddo. When the worst possible pain I could ever feel is walking around my house barefoot and accidentally treading on some Lego. I used to bang out Busted and S Club 7 so much like I was in some European rave dancing to techno, but maybe I was just reaching for the stars from the get-go because I would have these glow-in-the-dark stars on my ceiling. I'd look up at them every night before I drift off. My taste in music literally goes from a grime song to a Disney song, from hip-hop to Slipknot to reggae. I remember playing Mario 64 to Ocarina of Time and Super Smash Bros. Melee. To me, Ronaldinho was always just that guy. He was like getting to the end of a level on a Mario Game Boy game and thinking, how did he set the bar that high? That's right. I'm talking back when we used to watch VCR before we had DVDs. Back when they had Dick and Dom in the bungalow on BBC. Now if you were to look up Dick and Dom in the bungalow BBC, please be careful of the results that come up in your HTTP. I remember buying my first CD from HMV to watching hours of DBZ up on my TV screen. Please don't scream. That's what my mum would say to me and my friends when we were saying who could shout out bogeys the loudest. I don't think I remember a more epic moment than Vegeta saying it's over 9,000. Bro, I was the proudest. When I got my first pair of Total 90 trainers. I remember going to get them on the weekend and walking into school on Monday like I was actually famous. I felt like Harry Potter when he rolled that first Nimbus 2000. Like Goku when he rolled that first Nimbus Cloud or the first time that Mario defeated Bowser. It felt like when I got that first Just Do It bag. My friend had that new end up song on his Sony Ericsson Walkman phone. I was like, can you please Bluetooth that? I remember putting 101 viruses on my computer from using LimeWire and RuneScape and kids today don't know those things. I know you felt so cool when you set your BBM status to Slee Don't Ping. I feel sorry for Stacy because all we ever did was sing that song about her mother. I remember the last couple minutes on the last day of term before that amazing six weeks of summer. All of these things will stay with me probably forever. 
back in the 90s and the early 2000s and things were just that little bit better. Woodsy, that was, yeah. yeah, thank you so much for blessing us with that piece. Um, that Bro, was, I love sharing that piece. Like, that was nuts. It's just, it's just my childhood in a poem, really. Yeah. That's really all it is. <laughs> what you also said just before we started recording that final piece, mm. so that, um, there's a video on that online which has had over a million views. It's just under, just under a million. Okay. It's like 900,000. Oh my God, like, so when, like, that, when that reaches. Yeah, and you know what? It's not even like a proper video, so it's a clip of me doing it at my feature set of chocolate poetry from like a year and a <laughs> half ago. It? And someone was just in the front and just recorded it. And they were like, oh, hey, I recorded the whole thing. Let me send it to you. And I just put it on Facebook. And I was like, if you were born in the 90s, you'll love this. Right. And that was literally the caption. And then I went to bed and like think nothing of it. I usually get like 400 views in one day or something. That'll be the most I'll get. Mm. And I woke up and it was on like 6,000. And I was like, rah, that's, that's, that's mad. 6,000. <laughs> it had like over 100 shares. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And then um, that day I went to work and I was like, oh, guys, my video is doing really well. Like, and um. So at the start of that shift, it was on like 10,000. By the time I left that shift, it was on like 34,000, right? And someone was like, you could get to like 100,000 views in like a week's time. The next day it had 100,000, right? <laughs> and it just, it was mad, like, and it took off. And I was just like, what is going on? Like, and I was so annoyed it was on Facebook and not YouTube. Cause yeah, because you can't Facebook, monetize yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, but... um. It was just crazy, but I got a few opportunities from it. Like I said, I performed at the Saatchi Gallery. I got that through that happening. Right, okay. And um, a bunch, you had people like get a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, but the maddest thing I found is people were commenting. They were like, "This guy knows nothing about the nineties, <laughs> right?" And I was like, "Bro, I'm, I'm just telling you my childhood. Like, <laughs> why are you, why are you mad?" <laughs> so weird, man. Like, I know who's doing that. Like, going Bro, on seeing like... this poem that would be like. <laughs> Oh, what? That wasn't like that. That is yeah. ridiculous. I know. <laughs> and I was just like, this is, I, I quite enjoyed reading it. And I was just like, why are you mad? Like, yeah. Yeah. But so crazy. did you have people kind of then recognize you a little bit at kind of poetry nights? Did that ever happen? Uh, yeah. People recognize a lot. Yeah. Like, sorry, just under a million people. That's yeah. A lot, a lot of people. Pe- a lot of people recognized me at like poetry events and stuff after that, which was pretty cool. The maddest thing that happened is was when I was working in the restaurant, I went to sit someone down and he was like, I know you from somewhere. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, where'd you go to school? And he said something. I was like, oh, no, I don't know that. And he was like, yeah, no, I know you from somewhere, man. And I was like, I don't know what it was. And then, like, later on, he came back and he was like, you're that guy that spoke about the 90s. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Like, it was just so surreal. Like, it was really, really random. Yeah. But, yeah, it was cool, man. So um, man. I'm actually, um, I was speaking to Miss Yankee about it yesterday. I think we're going to do, like, a proper, proper video for it. Yeah. Um, I need to find someone who's really good at animation. Because I need, I want to do like an animated video. So, you know, like back in Lizzie McGuire, they had like that cartoon animated version of her. Yeah. I want someone to kind of make that of me and do like a whole piece, but oh. obviously change the animation a little bit so we don't get copyrighted. Yeah. All the yeah. other things. But yeah, I want to do like a proper video and put it on YouTube and see if it can blow the same way. Because that the great be thing nice. about that poem as well is it's going to be timeless. I can perform it whenever. Yeah. Like if you're a 90s baby, even if I perform it in 30 years. You're going to be like, oh my God, stars on your ceiling. I remember that. Like, so yeah, it's really cool, man. Look, well, look, um, time is going very, very quickly. And I want to get on to asking you about what you've got uh, coming up in the future. So you've obviously just had your EP out. Yep. Um, so I guess obviously off the back of that, you've had loads of shows and you want everyone to tune into that. And I really recommend that people do because honestly, it's a really good album. 
Thank um, you. But <laughs> no, you're welcome. But what um what would you say are the kind of like next big things that you're really so, excited about? I have something really big happening next month. Okay. Um I'm going to LA for two weeks. What? I have three feature shows already booked. Um okay. where? So I got one in Long Beach. Um I don't actually have the name of it, the flyer for it's coming out like next week. Mm-hmm. On the twentieth, um, I'm performing at Mike Xavier's event uh, at the Viper Rooms on Sunset Boulevard, West Hollywood. Nice. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of other events. So there was a lady that was over in the UK uh, a couple months ago called Rice Felicia. I don't know if you got a chance to meet her. It might have been yeah a little bit before, but yeah. um, she's from LA. And I just like I reached out and I was like, look, I really want to go to LA. Um, and she's like a poet from LA because she did here. She was like all over the spoken word scene here. And I was like, look, I'm going out on these dates. Is there anything you can do? She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll hook you up. And then um, she helped me out with one show. And then um, I was like, let me just research these other shows. And I was like, look, these are the dates I'm looking to come. If I can get on and perform, I'd love it. And like three of them got back to me. And, like, and then I'm going to go to a bunch of open mics. Um, I'm going to get USBs with my project on it and take like 100 of them out there and try and sell them. Um, and just have fun and network and yeah so that's LA that's happening that's gonna be insane yeah um, I've got all the stuff happening with the flow poets of so course. 2020's takeover year right <laughs> is it 2020 man it has to be so um, <laughs> I actually did a video called 2020 as well I don't know if you got a chance to see it I did it um, mm-hmm. released it on January the 1st yeah 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 no, um, I did. it's two minutes 20 long we released it at 20 past 8 in the evening so at 20 20 p.m nice. so that was pretty cool <laughs> um and where, like, where like did where like did you film that you were in the middle of the countryside somewhere i was at raggett hill so it's near where i live is it yeah yeah oh, right. yeah you look like you're in the middle of nowhere no it's like <laughs> literally from my house it's like 10 minute drive and then you but you got to walk for like half an hour so you just walk along this little lane but then suddenly it like opens out yeah and then yeah it's beautiful that that vid is really cool as well, man. Like, yeah, it's like so, shot. It's like shot really well. Who like did the, the same guy who uh, did Man Down? So Diamond Nine Productions. Like Harry shot my videos since I was like, to, he shot my first ever video, mm. and um, to see the growth in him, and then obviously I've grown with my stuff, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's it. And I want to hit up all the other poetry events that I haven't had a chance to go to. Like, yeah. Even if it's just open mic stuff, um, try and feature it as many places as I can. Ah, and also I'm writing a children's book. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So my other job that I do is I coach football with little ones. Uh-huh. That's like my main job. And um, I was like, I do poetry and I do football. Like, what can I do to like, link the two together? So like, why don't I write a children's book about, like children's poetry book, kind of related to football, but try and put some other messages into it as well. So when I'm coaching, we have this thing where when we need them to go and sit somewhere, they sit at the magic wall. So the poem, the book is going to be called The Magic Wall. So um, I'm hoping it will be be out by the end of the year. I'm hoping for like Christmas time. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that as well. Cool. So um, remind everyone where they can follow you so we they can keep up to date with all the stuff that you're going to be doing this year. Yep. So on Instagram, it's at Woodsygram. On Twitter, it's Woodsy Official. Um, YouTube is Woodsy TV. Or just YouTube me in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, thank you so much for coming down to Word Spoken. I am honestly thank really you. honoured that you came down. You... Bro, it's a great thing you're doing. Like, oh, thanks, it's really man. cool. I've listened to like all the other ones and it's really cool. <laughs> like, it's really cool what you're doing. I hope it goes far. Thanks, man. Look, the three pieces you performed for us were all absolutely nuts. I really, really enjoyed our conversation. Your your wordplay in, in your work and the way you put together your pieces is uh really unique and you, you and you kind of do it to a level which not many other people do 
Um, so I wish you all of the best with the projects that you're running this year. I hope you have a great time out in LA. That sounds like a great Bro, I can't opportunity. Wait. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, Just to get some warm weather. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Look, I cannot wait to see what this year holds for you. So yeah, thank, thank you, you very much for coming down. And yeah, thank you guys for listening. See you all next week. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye.